It is that time of the year that I always dread in sports. You know, through different episodes, I've mentioned some issues that I have with the NBA. I sprinkle them here and there. Today is the WNBA tip-off. This is their 23rd year. Uh, this episode is going to be dedicated to the problems that the WNBA faces. And I will also provide solutions to the problems. I think it's just wrong to pick on something and not provide a solution. Okay, so I'm going to be brutally honest in this episode. I'm, I'm going to tear down the WNBA brick by brick. When, when I'm, when I'm finished, it's just going to be a heap of rubble. Okay. Because the way it is now has to be completely destroyed. It just, it just has to. Then we're going to rebuild it and we're going to make it right in this episode. So just bear with me now. It has to get uglier before it gets prettier. Now, let me preface with this. I want to see the WNBA succeed. I'm going to say that again. I want to see the WNBA succeed. And I'm going to say it one more time for those in the back. I want to see the WNBA succeed. Okay, I just said it three times. Okay, it's now on the internet. I can't refute that I ever said that. I say... In pretty much every episode where I discuss basketball. I want to see as much high-level basketball as possible. I love the game of basketball. It, it's, it's fascinating. It's one of my first loves. I Just sports overall. Include, including women's sports. I want to see the seats filled at WNBA games. I want to see WNBA players be able to fly privately instead of commercially because they that's that is what they do some of them i think all of them actually have to fly commercially to games like with their team like it's like it's like you can get on a flight and you can you know you can be on a flight with the washington mystics i want to see the wnba players be able to live off of their wages and be millionaires and be able to increase their resources. I think it's terrible that they have to uh, live or play basketball and then also do something else to make ends meet. Okay? I'm not against the WNBA or its players. But we have to be honest with ourselves because if we're not honest, the WNBA is donezo. They're, they're going to be donezo in, in, I believe, within 10 years. Or I should say by 2030, so 11 years. Okay, now that I've said that, are we clear? Okay, let's go. So the first step on the road to recovery for anything is to admit that a problem exists. That's number one. 
And here we go. The WNBA is a stone-cold atrocity. The WNBA is unwatchable. I would rather watch how it's made than Game 5 of the WNBA Finals. It's that bad. It's egregiously bad. It's ghastly. It is an abomination. If it were not for the NBA, the WNBA would be ashes and dust. Because I don't know if you know this, but the the WNBA is the NBA is the parent league of the WNBA. The NBA pumps money into the WNBA, and it has been since its foundation. You know, you see these guys talking on ESPN about how unfair it is. How the WNBA is seen and how the players are, you know, they're not quote unquote fairly compensated. It, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I don't buy, I don't buy that for a second. I don't believe they watch the games and I definitely don't believe they go to the games. I just, you know, people aren't on their ESPN apps or they're not watching Sports Center trying to watch NBA, WNBA highlights. No one, who, who is trying to see, you know, who is rushing home or waiting, or waiting to watch the top 10, top 10 plays to see Diana Taurasi or Brianna Stewart, who unfortunately, you know, is hurt. You know, hopefully, you know, she's okay with the ruptured Achilles or Brittany Griner. Who, who, who's trying to see those highlights? Okay. Here are three things. In my opinion, that the WNBA has to acknowledge. It's absolutely paramount that these truths are admitted and acted upon appropriately. Okay, you can't just admit them. You have to do something about them. All right. Number one, women and men. Males and females are physiologically different and have different limitations due to multiple reasons. This is the biggest problem in the WNBA. It's the foundational problem in the WNBA, in my opinion. They must address this matter before any of the other problems. The main reason the WNBA is unwatchable is because the women are really trying hard and putting effort and doing their best at attempting to play the game of basketball. I would describe the WNBA as a women's league where women try to play basketball in a way that is structured around the physiology, the physiology of men. The WNBA needs to be a women's league where women play basketball, where the game is structured around the physiology of women. This isn't sexist. It's just facts, what I'm about to say. Men, listen to what I'm saying now. On average, men are faster, taller, stronger, and quicker than women are. According to the CDC, the average height of men in the United States is 5 foot 9 or 69 inches. The average height of a woman is 63 inches or 5 foot 3. Also according to the CDC, men age 20 and up weigh on average of 197.8, where women age 20 and up on average weigh 170.5. According to the IAAF.org, the record for the outdoor 100 meters 
for men is held by is still held by Usain Bolt. 9.63. Who ran that? He ran that on August 5th, 2012. On the women's side, it's still held by Flojo. Florence Griffith Joyner, who was gone too soon, ran a 10.62 on September 24th, 1988. There was a, uh, there was a study done at the University of Texas Arlington in fall of 2013. The author is uh, Allison Jack. And the purpose of the study was to determine if gender or body fat percentage has a greater impact on vertical jump height. So what they did is they took seven random men and seven random women. The men on average were like 20 and a half years old, while the women were something like 21 and a half years old. So none, none of the 14 participants had any previous training in the vertical jump. The results showed that men naturally have a lower body, naturally have lower body fat percentage than women. Where men, it's like 15.11 and females is 21.63 and a greater vertical jump height than women. 39.3 centimeters for men and 21.8 centimeters for females. Now they have, no, none of these people have training. Or any, or any previous experience. The results also show that men produce more force and power production. Naturally. You can, you can find this. There's a, I really like this study because there's a PowerPoint slide where you can just look at the whole study and the results. And it's pretty much there for everyone to see. It's very simple and easy to understand. It breaks the whole thing down. So do you see what I'm getting at here? Men are more, they're just, more suited for the game of basketball than women are. This isn't to say that women can't play basketball. I'm not saying that at all. It's just that women have to make a form of basketball that's more suited to their physiology. So if you look at full, if you look at, you know, high school, or just, no, just look at puberty. In puberty, the body changes. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's what puberty is. It's going from boyhood or girlhood to manhood or womanhood. And it's, and there's a lot changing. Okay. So even if you watch in high school, middle, you know, if you watch girls play in high school, you can see most girls still shoot with two hands and they don't have proper shooting technique. Whereas most, whereas guys, you know, they are able to develop the proper shooting technique because they have developed more muscle mass and have more testosterone. Even though women use a smaller ball, you know, they still, they still just can't do it just because the way their body is made. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Okay. So number two. The WNBA has to, this is the second problem. The WNBA has to decide what it's actually, what its goal is. In everything, you need a vision. Okay? The WNBA currently has two visions, and that doesn't work. Okay? You need to figure out what you are. Consumers should never, ever be confused about what they're investing in or what they just bought. 
they shouldn't be walking out of the store looking confused about what just about what purchase they may have made. You don't want that. The WNBA needs to figure out if it's going to be a business or an activist movement. And if they want to survive, they need to become a business and stop with the activist movement. The WNBA just isn't entertaining. It's, I think it's terrible when I see YouTube videos that make fun of the WNBA because it points just how, it points out just how bad the product is. And you can't defend the WNBA. It's like, it's like, it's like, what can you say to defend it? Like, it's, it's unwatchable. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's just really bad. When, when, whenever I take in media, whatever form it is, whether it's a movie or a podcast, a documentary, um, a video, a song, an album, whatever it is, I'm trying to enjoy what I'm investing my dollars and time into. With the WNBA, they try to support and stand for causes which there's nothing wrong with if the main product is actual quality. If it's, if it's a quality, then you can do that. Also, you have to figure out what your main goal is. Because in businesses, whatever, if you, you know, whatever you're trying to do primarily, that's going to be the focus. And whatever is beneath that is going to suffer. Okay? You know, the the WNBA currently is an F, the product is F quality. The organization can't be taken seriously. And what whatever they advocate is joked about and not taken seriously. WNBA players want to be paid more. They don't like that their male counterparts that ride the bench make more money than them. According to an episode of Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN, the minimum salary of a WNBA player is $41,202. For context, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics in 2018, the median pay for kindergarten and elementary school teachers was $57,980. The max salary, or no, the minimum salary of an NBA player is $838,464. That's, that's, you know, quite a discrepancy, isn't it? The max salary in the WNBA is 115500 the average salary in the NBA is $7.4 million. Do you know what the main cause of that discrepancy is? It's not sexism. It's not misogyny. It's not, quote-unquote, the patriarchy. It's the quality of the products. The NBA is an overall better product than the WNBA. I would, to me, I would rather watch the two worst teams in the NBA this season play head-to-head in the NBA Finals rather than the two best WNBA teams play head-to-head in the WNBA Finals. 
The WNBA is trying to promote women empowerment and women doing well in sports and breaking the glass ceiling. If I'm the WNBA, I'm focusing on creating female millionaires. Because then that's a better look than women, than them having to actually protest and, you know, barely making, barely being able to make ends meet. But in order to make female millionaires in your league, you have to improve the product that you're selling. When more money comes in, more money is able to go around to everyone. That's one thing with the WNBA. I mean, with the NBA. You know, they get more and more money from these TV deals and, you know, companies and all of that. They get these huge contracts and the money is dispersed to everyone. That's one reason salary caps go up. You know, everyone, everyone benefits. It's not just the owners. It's also, it's also the players and, you know, arenas can be upgraded and things like that. When you make the product better, more money comes in and you can do better. Everyone can do better. Reason number three. The WNBA, in my opinion, they, they don't listen to consumers. Or really, really, I should say they don't listen to their lack of consumers. They don't, they're not listening to sports fans. The WNBA was founded uh, in 1996, it is 23 years old, and its peak year was its very first year. Year one was the best year for the WNBA, and it has been a steady downward trend ever since. People, you know, for for years now, almost two and a half decades now, people have been trying to tell that WNBA through ratings and attendance and ticket sales. Tickets tickets are very inexpensive. They're extremely inexpensive. They're trying to say we're not interested in what you're selling. We we care less and less every single year. Now some now some of the people they will say, "Oh, ratings are up from from previous years." Do you want a a a cookie or something? Like, t- let me say this. Let's say I have to take a test every year. Let's say I have to, let's say it's a math test every year on the same day, April twenty fourth, when the when the when the league was founded, April twenty fourth. Let's say I have to start April twenty fourth. Take this test April twenty fourth. On the first test, I get a hundred percent. I do as I do the best. The best I get the best possible score. On my next test, let's say I get a 95. Next test, 90. Then I get an 85. Then I get an 80. Then I get a 75. Then I get a 77. So I went up. But then I go, then I get a 70. And then I get a 69. And then I get another 70. Then I get a 62. Then I get a 60. Then I get a 58. I get another 58. I get a 50. I get a 51. I get a 49. 49. 42. 39. 45. 42. And I'm about to take test 23, and let's say I get a 50. That's not an accomplishment. 
It's easy to improve when the standard is that low. It's easy to have a better it's easy to have a better year when no one expects anything from you. The market could not be more more clear. It could not be more blatantly obvious. An F is an F. The market doesn't like what you're putting out there, so less and less people are investing in your product. The WNBA is offering us basura. You can't force feed consumers because ultimately they're the ones who have the money. They're the ones who are investing in the product. People like what they like. They're going to buy what they like. You don't go to a store and purchase something that you aren't going to use or that you are going to dislike. Also, also let me say this. Fan is short for fanatic. According to Google, a fanatic is a person filled with excessive and single-minded zeal. Being a fan is dangerous. The WNBA has small fans and they try to listen to those. No, don't listen to that shrinking bubble because it's number one, it's shrinking. And two, it's a very, very small part of the population. You know, the WNBA has a lot of, a lot of quote unquote haters. Whatever you want to call them. But sometimes you need to listen to them because they actually tell you what you, what you need to hear. You may not like it, but if, but you have to listen to it and adjust if you want to stay in business. You have to listen to, you have to listen and pay attention. Sometimes, you may not like what they have to say. Sometimes it's, it's hard to swallow. Like me, I'd probably be, be considered a hater. But it's like, you know, we're trying to help you. The, you, the ratings are going down. The amount of money is going down. You know, they recently got a new uh, person to be the head of the WNBA. It's going to be their first commissioner ever. And people were kind of kind of writing about it saying, oh, you know, this is what the WNBA needs. This is not what the WNBA needs. To me, to me, leadership is a problem, but it's not a big problem. You could put me in charge of the WNBA. It's not going to make a difference because the product is just that bad. People want to go see players play and that stinks and... It, it's just, it's just not working the way it is. You have to listen and pay attention. What's working? What's not working? Why is the thing that works working? Why is the thing that's not working not working? The WNBA isn't nearly as entertaining as the NBA. If you watch a WNBA game, it's laughable and just absolutely cringeworthy. At the shots that are missed and the amount of shots, the types of shots that are missed and the amount of shots that are missed. Uh, layups, dunks, threes, mid-range. It's, it's just dismal. It's dismal. Also, also look at this. Cause I don't know if other people have thought about this. When it comes to competition with professional female sports, what competition does the WNBA have to compete with in a typical year? This year they have to deal, you know, they'll have to deal with the World Cup. But that's only every four years. I mean, what, the, the lingerie football league? 
the WNBA, they have no, there's no female pro sports competition that they have to compete with. And they still stink. Okay. So, so in my opinion, those are the biggest problems that face the WNBA. Now, as I said earlier, I was going to bring solutions to the table. The WNBA is not irredeemable. There's still a chance. There's still a chance for the WNBA to succeed, but it's going to take some time. And it's going to take work. Okay, here are the solutions. Number one, the WNBA and just women's basketball overall needs to start structuring basketball for women. Women and men are different. Physiologically, psychologically, emotionally, in so many ways. There's a book called Why Gender Matters by Leonard Sachs. It's really good. I think it's, I want to say it's like 25 reasons and 25 ways they differ, but it's really good. Anyway, in terms of physiological differences, the body of a woman, this is not sexist, just hear me out. The body of a woman isn't designed to cut, sprint, jump, plant, and do the things that, that basketball is mostly based upon. It's not hatred. It's not misogynistic. I'm not saying men are better than women. I'm not saying that at all. Men and women are simply different. We're biologically different. There was an interview where Candace Wiggins, a former WNBA player, talks about um, something that happened after her, her Achilles injury. She talked about how she was confused about why she was getting the injuries that she was getting. And someone had to explain to her that as a female, they said, Candace, your body's not designed to do these crazy things that, you know, you've been doing. Your body as a female isn't designed for this. And Candace, you know, realized that. It's, um, it's, look up, look up Candid with Candace Wiggins and you can hear about her WNBA experience. It's like four parts, but it's really, it's a really interesting interview. I, I would suggest taking the time and, you know, just listen to what she has to say. Okay, so how can the WNBA or women's basketball just change the game, just change the way the game is for women? There's a report that came out in 2013 known as the Ackerman Report. The official name is Division I Women's Basketball White Paper Prepared for the NCAA by Val Ackerman. Uh, she used to be the president of the WNBA at a time, and then she resigned and went to college basketball. The report is pretty much a list of concerns and problems that face uh, the women's game, and she gives recommendations. And then she says, we have to get away from doing things just because men do them. Women's basketball is a distinct sport that needs its own identity separate and apart from men. That's a beautiful quote in my opinion. Val talked about how the product isn't compelling enough and pretty much compared marketing to putting lipstick on a pig. That was absolutely spot on. Marketing is how something is how something looks and how, or how something's presented, I should say. The pig is still a pig, man. It's still a pig. You can you can put lipstick, you can put a dress. It's still a pig. 
You're not, you're not fooling anybody. The WNBA has to find a way. They always try to find a way to rebrand itself and have a slogan that will make you pay attention. She talks about how the game is far too physical for women and that the game is boring. The game, peep, fans like offense. That's what they want to see. They want to see offense. And the game, the game is too physical for women because they're just, they're just not as strong as men are. So they can't take the contact as much. So they can't make their shots as much. And the game is slower and they get injured. And it's just not good for them. You know, if you if you take away some of the physicality, scoring goes up. The WNBA also lacks fast breaks. Half-court basketball isn't entertaining and fast, which makes the viewer bored, which then makes them change the channel. Whatever it is, if they're if if someone is bored, they're going to change the channel. Or just turn the TV off. And you don't want that. Okay, so the game speed has to go up. Well, how do you do this? Widen the lanes. To allow ball handlers to show off their skills. Also, basket height. What do you do about that? WNBA players are often asked about lowering the rim. And they get defensive and offended and argumentative. But there's a valid point. One that Val Ackerman actually also made. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but in volleyball, men and women have nets. This The regulation for the nets is a different height. The standard for men's feet, for men's nets, are almost 12 feet or almost 8 feet. It's 7 feet, 11 and 5 eighths inches. While women's nets have a standard of 7 feet, 4 and 1 eighths inches. And you can enjoy those sports to the fullest. I love men's volleyball. I love women's volleyball. They're both, they're, they're, you know, the heights are different. And it's good because it's, it goes based off the gender. Women can't jump as high as men. Women aren't as tall as men, so they lower the net and women's volleyball is amazing. I don't think, I don't think most people can tell the difference in my, in my opinion, I don't think most people can tell the difference. The Ackerman report suggests lowering the rim to nine feet six inches or nine feet eight inches. Okay. It'll help the scoring in the long run. If you lower the rim, scoring percentages go up. And yes, I know. This is, this is absolutely huge. This would change a lot because as a, as some, as a player, you practice on a certain type of court. You practice shooting at a certain height. You practice, you know, running down a certain court, you know, a certain length of the court. And also another thing she had was shortening the court. So it's going to take some time to adjust. From 10 feet to like 9.5 feet. But, you know, just the amount of misses will decrease. Fans fans want to see scoring. Defense is great and all. 
It's and it's absolutely necessary. But fans are entertained by offense. I like to say this. Defense raises banners. Offense raises ratings. Less shots will be missed. More layups will be made. More tippins would happen. Dunks would be more common and consistent. There is a sad, sad video on YouTube of Brittany Griner doing practice dunks. I think it was when she first came into the league. And they were practice dunks. She was unguarded. The only other person on the court was a reporter who wasn't, who was not guarding her. She missed both dunks. Brittany Griner is six foot nine. WNBA players also, they compare their game to the NBA. This is an absolutely asinine move. In order for women's basketball to thrive, you have to separate your identity from the, from the NBA. I would, if WNBA, stop comparing yourselves to the NBA. You're, you're not the NBA. And WNBA players, don't compare yourselves to your male counterparts. You're not male. You're female. It's different. You, you can't, you can't compare what you do to what they do because it's not working. Okay, other suggestions were, you know, as I said, widening the lane, shortening the court. These increase scoring, spacing, and speeding up the game. Number two, and this is probably going to be the most controversial thing that I say. Stop having your main, one of your main selling points being the LGBTQ movement. And just, just stop it. WMB, just stop it. You keep shooting yourselves in the foot. Okay. As most, as most of my listeners know, I'm a Christian. And just stay with me now. And I believe that homosexuality is a sin. Okay. However, I also, in my personal opinion, this isn't necessarily biblical. I believe the top three gifts that God ever gave were in this order. Life, the opportunity for salvation, and free will. God gave every single one of us free will. He didn't create robots. And even if you don't believe in God, then it's like, okay, sure, you know, to each his own. But you do have free will. You can do what you, pretty much you can do what you would like. And whatever consequences come with them, good or bad, so be it. In sports, in sports, I we don't care about sexual orientation. When it is time to play, when players... In football, they step over, they step from off the sideline in between the numbers. You know, they're, they're going and they're lining up against each other. Or when you're stepping on to a, you know, when you're stepping onto the hardwood in basketball or clay in tennis or, you know, you're stepping up to the tee in golf and you say you're playing team golf or whatever it is, whatever, whatever Support you play whatever or whatever it's played on. All that matters is winning the game. That's all that matters. In the heat of in the heat of competition, in the heat of battle, heterosexuality, homosexuality, bisexuality, pansexuality, asexuality, it doesn't matter. It's out the window. Stop talking about it and stop associating your stop associating it with your league 
and the sport of women's basketball. I've heard jokes from men and women that I know, and some that I don't, about how the WNBA is just a league, it's just a lesbian league, where they where they have sex with, sex with each other and play basketball. Sports are made to be an escape. They're they're part of part of the one of the things I love about sports is that they're an escape. I love politics. But politics is also messy and you have to take a break from it. At some point I just have to step away from the political world and I just want to watch something that has nothing to do with politics or culture or religion. Sports are great because you can watch two parties go head to head trying to assert their will over the other and seeing who can prevail in the end. Sports fans want to see, they want to be entertained and they want to see greatness unfold. Buzzer beaters, Hail Marys, touchdowns, grand slams, home runs, you know, hole-in-ones. Uh, you know, they want to see world records broken. They're amazing to see. The WNBA has to stop using the LGBTQ pride movement as a selling point. Just go out there and play women's basketball. That's it. But, I mean, I'm trying to tell you, if you keep doing this, the league will cease to exist very soon. Focus on greatness. Focus on the play. Number three. Focus on the product as well as the marketing. Become media literate. You have to master the media. If you have an F-level product, it doesn't matter how much is spent on the product. The product of the WNBA is garbage with a capital G. I took a class this semester called Comms 55, Mass Media and Society. Of all the classes I've ever taken in college, this was my favorite class. You know, we had great camaraderie in the class. The professor, Dr. Francis Winters, was exceptional. And just, I just, I just love the class. Like it was, it was so amazing. I learned so much. In the class, we talked about media literacy and being able to understand how media works and how to effectively use it. But one of the things that my professor taught was that it was, it was kind of subtle and she only said it one time, but it was really profound. If the product sucks, marketing doesn't make a difference. That's what Val Ackerman was saying. It's putting lipstick on a pig. It's just how something is presented. If I were trying to sell you soiled underwear, it doesn't matter if I spend zero dollars or a million dollars in trying to market my soiled underwear. No one wants to buy them. With that taken into consideration, effective marketing marketing is crucial. The WNBA should be trying to get in front of the eyes of more women. Most sports fans and most people who watch sports are men. The WNBA is focusing on a very small microcosm in the population. They're only focusing on basketball fans. But there, there's a lot of mediums that the WNBA can use social media influencers, um, daytime television shows like Ellen or The View, 
Women love Ellen. I'm still trying to figure out why. But seriously, women love Ellen. So if you can get, you know, WNBA players to get to get them to go on Ellen, you know, they talk about that. And, you know, you just get you just get more women's eyes on the WNBA and WNBA players. Now we're starting to get more eyes on the WNBA and we could probably try to get viewers to, you know, more viewers in WNBA games and more seats at WNBA games. Women, those are the kind of things women watch. They like make, makeup tutorials. They like watching dog videos, um, fitness gurus. You know, I would if I'm if I'm the WNBA, I'm finding influencers like that and trying to connect them with with those people because that's where women's eyes are. Women's eyes aren't watching the WNBA. They're not. A huge problem is that the WNBA isn't supported by women. Women typically don't watch sports like men do, and they don't relate to WNBA players. You have to find what women are watching and connect with that. So th- those are the those are the problems and, and issues. And solutions that I have for the WNBA. Personally, if the WNBA doesn't change the, their course of action, it's going to cease to exist by 2030. I say it has no more than 11 years. If it makes it to 2030, I think that would be an accomplishment for it. The NBA has pumped millions of dollars into this league for years and there is no fruit to speak of. It's a, it's an overall downward trend. I ask you this. If you invested into something, if you invested millions of dollars, or just invested into anything for 23 years, 23 years, and you see no positive turnaround, what what what, what would you do? Some some people wouldn't wait 23 months. You know, you keep trying to put money, more and more money, into, into the league, but it's it's just not working. The product, the product stinks. People don't want to watch this. They don't want they don't they don't want to watch. Less and less people are watching. I I want to see I want to see them do well. I want to see the WNBA turn it around. Adam Silver himself has said that he thought there would there would have been a turnaround by now. And Adam Silver, I be, I believe, is one of the nicest dudes in the NBA. I believe he's a fantastic commissioner. Some things I do disagree with him on, but overall, the job of a commissioner, I think he is perfect. I think leagues should take notes from him. Adam Silver is fantastic, but even he has admitted himself 
you, have, you, have, you just have to be honest. The ratings are going down. Attendance is not there. If you see WNBA games, I mean, it's pathetic. If you if you turn on, I advise this. Today's the WNBA tip off. As I as I said, there there's I know there's a game tomorrow on ABC. Just look at the attendance. Just look and see what it's like. People aren't, they're not interested in this. Now, it, the, the attendance may look better today because, you know, it's tip-off. But I'm telling you, man, you have, I just, I, they, they can do so much better. I know they can. It's not, it's not irredeemable. But if you keep going at this rate, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. You have, you have to, you have to understand and admit to yourselves that this is not working. You have, to, you have to change. You have to change your approach. You have to change the game. Stop with the whole, with the whole WNBA pride thing. That's one of the things. Just stop it. People don't. People, when it comes to sports, they ultimately don't care. I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's called Joanna Man. And it's, it's about this, it's about this guy who gets, I can't remember why, but he gets booted from the NBA. And he decides to go to the WNBA. And obviously as a, as a, as a biological male playing with biological females, he, he kills them. He just, he just, it's a massacre. Like they're like, where did this girl come from? Like, who is she? And it, it's a pretty funny movie, but overall, it's like, like things are becoming more and more dangerous for the WNBA. You have things like, you have issues like you know, a trans. You have issues like a potential trans woman coming into the coming into the league. Currently, the to the best of my knowledge and to the to the best of my research the WNBA does not have any rules that would take that would that would stop a a trans woman going into the league and playing and let me tell you something if that happens i think i think the WNBA it already it's already not taken seriously in my opinion by most people I believe most of the people that you see at WNBA games, I would say, are summer field trips for children, relatives, um, and I would say that is pretty much about it. Or, you know, the 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 tickets were given away to them. I would like the WNBA to do this. Take one game, take one game, 
and just buy out the arena. Buy, buy out the venue. And here's what I want you to do. Take the tickets, make them free, and hand them out. Just hand out the tickets. And let's see how many seats are filled. If you give them away for free, they're already very inexpensive. They're very inexpensive. But just, just, I know it's, I know it's extremely, I know it's extremely, you know, you're already losing a lot of money. But I would say just take one game and just be honest with yourselves. I would just, if I'm in, if I'm in the meeting room, I'd be like, you guys, we have to, we have to figure this out. What if we just took a game, bought all the ticket, bought all the seats out, make it, make it a Sparks game. Make it a Sparks game. Or, or just, or do it in a place where, where there's a high population. Buy out all, buy out all of the seats. Okay? Make the tickets absolutely free and just hand them out and see who goes. If you can't give away free tickets to where people can go sit down for free, have AC, access to bathrooms, and, you know, the only thing they have to pay for may be parking and concessions, concessions. And let's see, let's see how, let's see how it does. I'm not against the WNBA. I'm not. I want, I want to see businesses do well. But at this rate, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. I don't know how many more years. I, I just, I don't know how many more years of an experiment you need. This is, today is going to be year two. Year 23. It started in 1996 and has been going down every, pretty much every year. You have had up years from previous years, but it's an overall downward trend. You have enough of a sample size. You have nothing to compete with in the summertime. Yes, you have the NBA Finals for a little bit, but then the NBA season ends. You have you you gotta figure this out if you're the WNBA. You have to change it. If I'm, here's the thing. Adam Silver, you know they're so patient. They're so patient, and one of the reasons WNBA games are televised. Is because of the deals that the NBA has. Part the the WNBA is written into the contracts of the of the NBA in terms of TV deals. That's why you see games on ABC where no one where no one even watches these things. That's why you see these things. If I if I were Adam Silver, I would be like, look, I would take the WNBA and say, listen, this is 2019. I'm not even going to give you the 2020 because 2020, it, it, it you know, it's it's 
less time that gives you less time. I would say by 2022, I would give them, I'd make it a three year process. I'd say, here's what you're going to do because you have to start somewhere. Here's what you got. Here's what you're going to do. You are going to lower the, you're going to lower the baskets. You're going to shorten the court. You're going to change the way you do things. Change, but most importantly, change the way the game is played. People want to, people want to be entertained. When you turn on an M, a WNBA game, it's not entertaining. It's not. So I would give them, I'd give them three years and I'd be like, if you don't make these changes, we're done with you. We're done with you. And, you know, people might be mad, just be like, how dare, you know, how dare you do that to women? They've invested millions of dollars, millions of dollars over a minimum of two decades. That's more than, that's more than enough time. That's more than enough time. I'm praying, I'm praying that they fix this man. I don't want them to be the laughing stock. I don't want that to happen. But I I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not in control of it. We just we just got to see what they do. We have to see what they do. Let's see if this season is going to be any different than the last.